How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Matt Klintak has been working away in free agency. And so a lot going on with the Phillies. And we bring in John Stolness of the Good Fight to talk a little bit about the Phillies. And, John, why isn't Manny Machado or Bryce Harper a Philly yet? I demand answers. Because they hate us. No, I- <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the report today. Actually, that's what I read today is that they do hate Philadelphia. You know, I, I, I saw that, too. And I know that there's a couple reports out there that they say that they don't really like the idea of playing in Philadelphia. And, you know, so much of what we see with that kind of stuff is, is noise right now. I mean, I can't imagine that either one of these guys would tell their agents that. I mean, if, if anything, they're, you know, the agent maybe is gleaning some things from friends of Harper or Machado that they don't want to play in Philadelphia. But, you know, this is all probably angling by the agents as well, trying to get the Phillies to up their offer or, you know, trying to get some other teams interested by, by planting some seeds of doubt that maybe Machado and Harper won't go to Philadelphia. You know, I, it's, I don't know. With all the rumor mongering that's going on right now on the hot stove, you, I, you, it's really hard to know exactly what to believe. And that's the thing. It's rumors every day about, oh, well, Harper is going to go this place or, or he's going to go there. It's, just, it's all this conflicting stuff that keeps coming out all the time, and it spins you in circles. I mean, it is incredibly confusing when you follow the rumor mill. Yeah, if you're on TweetDeck and you follow any of these guys all day, you literally will make it'll make your eyes go cross. It's unbelievable, and you have to just assume most of it's noise, Vince. That's the thing is, until you you know when you, if you follow these things along on Twitter, you can tell when something is actually really happening because the information starts coming at a much faster pace. But when you read things online and somebody says word is or scuttlebutt says or something like that just throw it out because it's noise and we are dealing in 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 the land of rumor and rhetoric right now because there is nothing happening we know that Machado wants to wait until the new year to make a decision on the White Sox Yankees or Phillies and we're reasonably sure that Bryce Harper wants to wait until until Machado makes his decision before he decides what to do Harper might wait until February which just is ridiculous to me but that's Scott Boris is going to get his guy the most money possible. And, you know, we saw Jake Arrieta wait until spring train well into spring training last year. And he's a Boris guy. That's just, that's just what they do. He's going to get, he's going to use every angle to get his client as much as possible. Yeah. And we're talking to John Stolness on the sports Colleton guest line, John, when it comes to these two guys, Harper and Machado, the strong feeling that I get is it's going to, if it's going to be anybody is it's going to be Machado. Is that how you're feeling too? You know, I, I, I go back and forth because it certainly seems like the Phillies have put the full-court press on Machado, bringing him to town, uh, staging that whole thing. And I'm just – That electrician was a plant. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I believe in the conspiracy theory, Vince. Uh, but, you know, it was just too perfect. And, uh, you know, I, but it, se- it certainly seems like that they really want Machado. They really believe that he would solve so many of their problems in the infield. They obviously tried to trade for him at the trade deadline last year. We all thought he was going to be a Philly for one glorious overnight uh, until the Dodgers came and ruined that fantasy. 
But at the end of the day, I, I think that it will end up being Bryce Harper because I think Machado really wants to play in New York, and I think he wants to play in New York more than Harper wants to play in New York, and I would not be at all surprised to see Machado take a seven- or eight-year deal with the Yankees at maybe a little bit more per year than the Phillies might be willing to offer, which then would leave the Phillies having to overpay for Bryce Harper. And I'm talking like 10 years, $350 million. So I just feel like Machado really really wants to play in New York and is giving the, the whole reason he's giving this much time is to try and give the Yankees more time to increase their offer. I don't have any in, inside info on that. That's just, that's my guess from the outside. Yeah. And the other thing is when it comes to Harper, the big feeling you get is that he wants to go to the Dodgers and they also just made yeah. the trade. So realistically, how big of a threat are the Dodgers? They're a real threat. Uh, the Dodgers have a lot of flexibility. I still think they have uh, a lot of outfielders on that team. I don't know exactly how he fits, especially in a lineup that is very left-handed heavy. Bryce Harper, a left-handed hitter, would be in a lineup with Cody Bellinger and Jock, uh, Jock Peterson and Corey Seager and Max Muncy. And, you know, there's a couple other – there's a couple right-handers on that team. Justin Turner's a good right-handed hitter. Uh, you know, but th- that, aside from that, you would have a lot. You're basically your, – your five of your – six best hitters in that lineup would all be left-handed. So there's, it, it doesn't fit exactly that way. I also don't see Andrew Friedman as being a guy who's going to give a player a 10-year, $350 million deal. I think if Harper signs with the Dodgers, it will be for less money and less years than the Phillies are willing to give. And, and that's the bottom line we don't know with either of these guys right now, Vince. If, they're, if it's all about taking the best offer, I really do think the Phillies are going to get one of these two guys. But if it's about going someplace that they might prefer to play better, a city they might like better, whether or not they're willing to take less years and take less money, and how much less of each of those things they'd be willing to take in order to go someplace they might like a little better. Okay, well, John Stolnes, I'm going to ask you a very important question here because a lot of people have been asking this. If the Phillies do not get Harper or Machado, is this offseason a failure? It is. It is. This team has been pointing to this offseason and really these two guys for the last couple of years. And, you know, it might not be through any fault of their own. The Phillies might blow other teams' offers out of the water, and those players might choose to play someplace else. And if that happens, you can't blame Matt Klintak or anybody else. It's just those guys had places they wanted to play, or they just, for whatever reason, don't like Philadelphia all that much. And, again, I don't know if that's true or not, but – to answer your question, this whole offseason has been geared around getting a young superstar. And these are the only two. And so if you don't get one of them, especially with the financial advantages that you have and the open spots on the roster, this team through the rebuild has been making sure to create enough roster space and flexibility to get one of these two guys that if you don't get one, it is a disappointing offseason. It's a disastrous offseason as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, we're talking to John Stolnes of the good fight. And, John, here's the other thing that I wonder about, because when Middleton came out and said stupid money, that would be the expectation. But then you see all of these instances where they could have spent stupid money. For example, Patrick Corbin was one. There was a reliever that they could have spent a lot of money on and didn't. So is there a disconnect there? Like, what do you make of the way that Klintak's been handling all of this versus what Middleton said? Well, I think it's important to look at what he's done so far. And he's traded for Gene Segura, which was a really good move. And I think adding Andrew McCutcheon, probably for, you know, $5 million more than I think most people thought they were going to get him for. I think that was that was a good move. But the pitching side has been interesting. They obviously liked Corbin enough 
to bring him to Philadelphia, to put his to put his face inside of a Phillies hat on the big Phillies screen when he visited town. I yeah. Mean, you know, they, they went through all of that trouble, but they knew, I think they had to know that he wanted a six-year deal, and I don't understand if you're willing to go five why you wouldn't go six. I understand if, you're, if your philosophy as a franchise is you don't want to go more than three or four years on a free agent pitcher and he wants six, I understand bowing out of that. But if you're willing to go five, why not just go the extra year if it's somebody that you liked enough to bring into town and, and sit down and talk with? And so that I didn't get. I don't understand why they didn't give a third year to Jay Happ or at least make a, a, a vesting option reachable enough to the point where he would have chosen the Phillies over the Yankees. And, you know, I, I don't understand why Andrew Miller is in St. Louis right now, why the Phillies didn't want to go a little bit heavier on him and, and match the Cardinals offer or, or beat it. I mean, there are other options for bullpen arms, but again, these are guys that the Phillies apparently, according to all the reports we read, were very interested, were very aggressive in going after these guys. And at the end of the day came up a year short, it seems like on each of these guys. And that is perplexing. Yeah, and so with all of these guys now off the market and we're going to be waiting for Harper and Machado, if you were going to guess what the Phillies are doing next, what is it? Well, I think everything is is waiting on Machado or Harper. And so if they don't get one of those two guys, they're left scrambling. I think if A.J. Pollock hasn't signed with someone, they might go after A.J. Pollock to, to play center field or one of the corner outfield spots. Maybe they go ahead and trade Michael Franco for a relief pitcher and go out and sign Mike Moustakis or something like that. But I don't think there's a blockbuster trade in the offing. I don't think you're going to see them trade Sixto Sanchez for Corey Kluber. I don't think Madison Bumgarner is on the move until midseason next year. So if you don't get Machado or Harper, you're basically now just kind of making some moves around the edges. I mean, getting Pollock would make the team better for sure. I think Moustakis in exchange for Franco is a lateral move. It might help a little bit, but not a whole lot. Maybe you go out and you sign Zach Britton and you really focus on making your bullpen a real strength uh, so that if you don't improve the starting rotation, you can shorten games a little bit. But then you don't have that superstar player, and you're hoping on members of the core, the young group that we were all counting on last year, to have better seasons in 2019 than they had in 2018. You're hoping that guys like... Scott Kingery and Nick Williams and Jorge Alfaro can take a step forward and that Odubel Herrera and Cesar Hernandez can bounce back from disappointing second halves last year. You know, it's, it, and that you hope that Nick Pavetta and Vince Velasquez and Jake Arrieta bounce back and, and, and you know, that with Arietta he bounces back and with Velasquez and, and Pavetta that they progress in 2019 that's a lot of question marks it's a lot of hope is a tactic Vince and that's not a great way to run a baseball team yeah it's certainly not and John I appreciate you checking in you have a good night you too Vince old man winter here if I had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.